Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Thank you, Father. Thank you. It's who we are. It's what we've been called to do. It's what we're good at. So I praise you and thank you. Your Holy Spirit comes and fills us day by day. Makes us what we ought to be. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Just take a few moments out and just welcome God's Holy Spirit to come and show you what you need to do, what you need to be praying. I get in the throne room just because that's all I know to do. I am cold. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you that with you there is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning, just like we sang. You're the same. You put up with my idiosyncrasies. You know where I need help to make decisions, wise decisions. And I thank you. I thank you that we're all making wise decisions. We're not looking at our problems. We're not looking at the way, whoops, things has been, because it's changing. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We do speak that change to our future. I've asked David to play because because um, I have. <laughs> Because I need to, I need to flow with the anointing on my life, the anointing of a psalmist, the anointing of a teacher in a different demonstration. Sometimes we hear so much word that we have to think, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? How am I going to help? And God took me back a few months ago to First Thessalonians, if you want to put it up. 419. I've got so many places in my Bible marked off because I've been having such a good time of studying. But 1 Thessalonians, sorry, 219. Did I say 4? This is a verse that God gave me, and it's kind of the vision for my life. What is our hope or happiness or victor's wreath? of exultant triumph when we stand in the presence of our Lord. I don't really care about this world. I don't care if people think I'm too serious or I, whatever. Oops. I don't care what people think. I care that when I stand before Jesus, he'll say, well done, you did it good. You worked with what I showed you. Because nobody but him and I knows when it gets really tough when it gets really hard, when people say one thing but act another way. God knows. And so I, I, I really implore you this morning to have a focus. Have a real focus on who God is. He's our Redeemer. He is our Redeemer. He's redeemed your life. And he's going to redeem the things that affect your life. He's gifted you to help people, encourage people. I know that 
as a prophetic voice, I am to the body of Christ, to this nation. I know I've been allowed to see what I've seen. You know you've been allowed to see what you see. Did I say that was easy? No, it's not easy. It's tough. And I was in the throne room with God alone, just in my little place there. Find a place, wherever it is, be it a barn, be it a chair, whatever it is. And do whatever he says, because he knows what's best. He knows what's best for Rod and I. He knows what's best. It may look like you're just doing menial things at the moment, but... Oh, I thank you, Lord. We are to develop. So I do thank you. I thank you for the anointing that helps us. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I was driving along, I think it was uh, Tuesday morning. And I every Tuesday morning, for the last few years anyway, have gone into Parliament to pray. And my granddaughter's been here with her students, and she called me or text or something, and I don't remember, something you're not supposed to do when you're driving. But anyway, we connected. But I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where she was. She was somewhere down in the Docklands. But I asked God, and God said, put your family first. And he's put such a love in me lately for the family, for the children, for the young people. It's just been quite supernatural. So I texted back and said, I'm on my way. Now, I don't know where, I'm sorry, don't get mad at me. I'm, I don't know where the Docklands are. I'm not like, I can't just drive there. So I had to stop and fix the thing. But I had to obey God. And you have to understand that where I was going, I was going to meet with people of influence, people who have helped in many ways. But God knew what was right. God always knows what's right. And so, I don't know, I drove around and suddenly I thought, well, hey, I'm back where I started. So I said, stop for a minute. And I text my granddaughter and I said, you know, it's going to take me 30 minutes to get to you now because I've gone the wrong way. Something happened. And uh, I'm thinking about the faith that we're being taught, and I was thinking about standing before the Lord in eternity, thinking about your being who you're supposed to be and how people aren't really. I guess I am a typical millennium. I, I just love authenticity. I love the depth. And, you know, we all know when something is really true. And we can trust the word. We can trust God. I love it. I can trust him. And we're all coming into one faith. This whole thing of us learning faith, moving out of the realm of darkness, moving away from the poverty, the lack. And uh, so there are three things I want you to think about today that I'm going to share. We've been listening to a lot of word. Rod and I have been listening to a lot of word at home different things, different areas, but the sound, and there's something I have carried all my life, but I've never actually stepped out in it. I keep kind of doing it, but then I felt like this year the Lord said, 
I want you to not be thinking about anything but what I've called you to do and what you carry. And I said, but it's scary. It's scary to touch the music business. It's scary. Come on, wake up, all of you. It's scary. We play a little bit. We touch a little bit. But actually declaring that mountain is changing. It's kind of scary. There's been such an increase of warfare in my face. Suddenly, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But then I just acknowledge God. Acknowledge God where you are. Just be who you are. And it'll all work out. You will be safe in these horrific car accidents like uh, Tina, you just told us about this huge truck that sideswiped you. You know, come on. We're not to be afraid. And so I, I could call this message fear or faith. How do you live? In fear of lack, in fear of being passed by. You're not going to be passed by. God knows exactly the moment he has planned for you to step into who you are and be seen for who you are without any anger, without any secret stuff. I said to the kids this morning, I saw them outside, she was looking in the mirror. And I said, you know, when I was your age, I used to look at the outside a lot. But the older you get, the more you look inside. The older you get, the more you look inside. You know, God knows that this is the month of Nisan we've just stepped into a couple of days ago. And it's just before Easter and resurrection power. You know, who is God to you? Is he the redeemer? What's he re- asked Rod the other day? What has God redeemed you from? What has God redeemed you from? Think about God, who he is. Who is God? He is the redeemer. He is the reconciler. He is our resurrection. So we should walk in the earth in any level of redemption, of reconciliation. It's not me that has a ministry, not you that has a ministry. It's God who's given us his ministry of reconciliation. Let him have your heart. Let him turn your heart as he turns the many watercourses. Oh, gosh, are we ever in a time of Nisan where we just purify our hearts, God? Purify our hearts. As we come into resurrection power, as we come into the power of the cross. And I, I don't know, the other day I was so excited. I was going to see my granddaughter. We don't see our kids enough. Just this kind of excitement just kind of started exploding in me. And then I knew it was too far away because then she was going to leave with the other students. It was going to be a different way to go. And, and maybe you feel that. But all I know is, I sat there and God said, if any man lacks wisdom, ask. It's James 1, 7, I think, if you want to put it up there. But if you lack wisdom and you don't know what to do, ask God. If you don't know how to move forward in faith, ask God. 
He is our redeemer. He's going to redeem. I've, I've had this wild dream for so long that God is going to cause the whole earth to start hearing fresh sounds, fresh songs. It's just going to be wonderful. And I've had something about London. There was something that had to happen in London. God told me years and years and years ago, you're going to see more in your day than you ever saw. And I laughed. I think at the time I was driving my white Corvette in LA and I laughed. I thought, but I didn't know. Maybe, maybe you've laughed at how God's going to do what he's put in your heart to do because you don't have millions in the bank. 800 million when God was getting that dream to me. I was like, oh. And boy, John, you know, I have tried to make it happen. But then the other day I went to prayer and I know that God is going to put a vast amount of wealth in our hands. But right now we're in this season of preparation. As we And I want us to be aligned so badly. I dream and feed on and think about the whole thing with Israel. But they're special. They're chosen. I know that God's given us chosen and as our house number one church, he's given us a blessing. So please thank you for saying what you said about the Pickle Foundation. (laughs) You know, thank you. I mean, prayer can be very serious at times. Prayer can be very deep. I believe that God is taking us to a new place. It's an astounding new place. Um, I don't know what I wrote on Facebook. I don't do it very often. I don't say much. But I felt like I need to prophesy to everyone that we are about to step into something so powerful. It's called resurrection power. So please don't give up. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to say, I've tried that. It's the Luke 5 thing. I've been toiling all night. You know, I've been praying for this for so long. And then it starts happening. And it's hard to move out of the way. Because you're like, you've been looking at something for so long. So I pray that your faith is going to really stick with it. God's been teaching about faith. Faith is something, it's a substance of things to come. It's basic. You just have to stick with it. Oh, gosh, Lord. Faith in action. If anyone lacks wisdom. I've got a ton of notes here. I probably won't read any of them. God, who is God? He's our redeemer. So you have to ask yourself, I know I've been redeemed from the middle of the music business. Therefore, it's a given. It's a given to just say, hey, back off. Even at Steve's church all those years ago, we, used, we did a prayer walk. When we learned about prayer walking, we went over to EMI, which was the World Distribution Center. And God started building the world in my heart. And he had to kind of hit me over the head 
because I kept in the bath, I kept hearing prayer for the nation. I thought, I'm trying. How do you know how to pray for a nation? I asked Rod one day, how do you pray for a nation? He said, just pray for your piece of it. Is he a man of wisdom? Did I do good? Yeah, I did. God did good. God knows what you have need of. Listen, listen to God. I'm praying for a new anointing on all of you to hear, to hear. Because God knows, like when God told me, stop eyeballing, stop doing this, stop doing that. My husband was my maker. My maker was my husband. Maybe you don't like the situation you're in. I can't do anything about it, but God can. God can adapt you. What's important? What's of value? He changed my whole value system the other day because I was living for purpose and the prayers that we would pray in Parliament. And he just turned my heart in a moment and said, go see your granddaughter, would you? That may not be important to you, but you have to think about your values. What are your What is valuable to you? What is your hope? What is your joy when you stand before the King of Kings? What do you want to have done? What do you, I don't know if I'm going to die next week or next month or today. I don't know. None of us know. I just know I did ask the Lord one day how I was going to come to my end. And he said it was going to be in peace. Great. Great. We come to everything in peace. Okay, so my maiden name was Can, C-A-N-N. And I'm going to ask you, are you living in fear? Are you living in faith? I'm going to ask you some questions. People want a weapon to destroy our enemies, I heard the other day. But God's already done that. So I think, why don't I walk in knowing who the Redeemer is? Why don't I walk in knowing? Why don't I walk in that? You may think I do, but I don't. I know I don't. I know I need to walk much more in the power, in the power and the demonstration of what God's Spirit wants to do. Because it's not in the formation of what you can do. It's what God can do. And, uh, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So my question was, my first question anyway, who's God? He's the redeemer of what all things. And, um, I was looking over in Galatians, if you want to go over, in your, if you have your Bibles with you, to Galatians 5, actually 3.13 I want to start with. Galatians 3.13 in the Amplified. It says, Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the curse, the doom of the law, and its condemnation. I've been redeemed. By himself becoming a curse for us. Christ, Jesus, all about Jesus. Jesus has redeemed me. Where's my fight? 
with my health, with my with money. Why has it been such a big fight? I don't know. I was brought up with provision, but I have worried. I've worried. So I've had to learn to give. You have to learn to be like Jesus. You have to learn to give and give and give. And as you learn to give, as you learn, Christ purchased that. You learn about the cross. You come to the cross and you go, ow, that really hurt when something hurts you. But it didn't hurt like a spear going in his side. Oh, nothing's hurt that bad. There are a lot of things in life that are hurtful, thoughtless, foolish. Foolish things that happen that you have to live above. You may be looked upon as a different kind of person from who you really are. But Christ has purchased our freedom. He's redeemed us. He's our redeemer. Now you can go to Galatians 5. In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Completely. Stand fast then and don't be hampered and held, ensnared and submit again to a yoke of slavery which you have once put off. And I began to think about how years ago I did, I didn't mean to, but I realized it was kind of enjoyable to be on the inside of such well-known people and let them live their lives and just know what was going on. It was kind of nice. And it's not like we want to develop idolatry. But Christ actually paid the price to set us free from that. And I just, I thank God. I thank God. I thank God that he teaches us faith. Faith comes by the word. In the Old Testament, we see in Joshua 6, verses 2 to 5. In the New Testament, we see in Luke 5.18... Where, what did they do? They, they didn't know what to do with the man. So they went up on the roof and brought him down. What about if they brought a guy down here? Are you going to start, are you going to step out and see him healed? We talk about healings. We talk about a lot of stuff, but doing it, being a fool to step out and do it is completely different. It's a different anointing. Being who you are. I long to see people praying and interceding. I long to see that. I've got all these Bibles up here because I've been reading different things in my private time. And I want to share this with you. This is from Oswald Chambers. This is a, I think you bought it for me at Berea and I don't remember. And it says, worship and intercession must go together. It's no good having these guys just up here playing. You must be interceding. Singing in tongues, speaking in tongues. You must be doing your part. The one is impossible without the other. Sometimes when I'm at home and I'm just praying in tongues, I need music to spark me up. I love it when I hear music. 
I grew up hearing my father. I was married to a top musician. I understand music. It's something you just love it. You love being around it. So worship and intercession must go together. The one is impossible whether the, without the other. Intercession means that we rouse ourselves up to get the mind of Christ about the one for whom we pray. I don't know where the hurt has come in that you feel hurt. You've taken on board hurt. But all I know is let God take it out. Let God prepare us. We're in this season coming into Easter. We're coming into resurrection. We've been redeemed. He's done everything he knows to do. Too often, instead of worshiping God, we can, oh gosh, we construct statements as to how prayer works. Are we worshiping or are we in dispute with God? I don't see how you're going to do it. I probably spent the last two or three years asking God, how are you going to do this? And it's completely different. I've spent 25, 35, 40 years wondering how God is going to change the music business. Suddenly, he's going to do it suddenly. Suddenly, it's going to happen. And we're going to say, woohoo, it's happening. Huh? Is it going to be your song, my song, his song? How's it going to happen? I don't know, but it's going to happen suddenly. God's in his suddenly's mood. It just happened suddenly the other day. He knows. He knows when he wants your heart fulfilled. He knows when you've gone. I've gone as far as I can go. I love the atmosphere of heaven. I love. Of course I did. Did I want to come back? No. Does anyone want to come back? No. Nobody wants to come back. Certainly not to a bunch of war, a bunch of lack, a bunch of idiocy. No, nobody wants to come back. It's so beautiful. Heaven. What did that guy say? We don't talk about heaven enough. Well, you talk about it, but people can't go there unless they die or they have an out-of-body experience. And I know I asked you, who's been to heaven? And Des put his hand up. And I asked Des, write down to me what you saw. And he said he saw cars. And I thought, well, I didn't see any cars. And God said, that was his heaven. I was like, oh, (laughs) sorry. So I told him, I didn't see any metal flying cars in heaven. But that was what he had seen. God will give you... The desires of what? Your heart. He's a redeemer. He's a redeemer. He's going to give you. Oh, thank you, Father, for every one of us. Thank you. Thank you. So anyway, it says, when we lose sight of God, we become hard and dogmatic. We, oh gosh, we had our own petitions at God's throne and dictate to him as to what we wish him to do. We do not worship God, nor do we seek to form the mind of Christ. Listen, you know, God, it should be this way. Everything, when, you, when you're leading, when you're pioneering, when you're going somewhere, you don't know where you're going, you want to know who's with you. 
who's for you. It's not that you want to be surrounded by yes men or women. It's that you want to understand we're going in this direction because he said, pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Let the Holy Spirit come upon you. Let him show you where you're weak. Where do you get hit? And I'm not talking about sickness and enjoying saying, oh, I have sickness. It's like some people can use it. Now, I'm not saying anybody here does. I'm just saying sickness or the lack of money or some area, can, you can use it. Let the Holy Spirit come. He wants to come. He wants to come and show himself strong. His eyes, he's God's eyes in our life. I don't need a prayer partner. I have the Holy Spirit. I like to be alone with the Holy Spirit. Is that nice to live with? No, it probably isn't. It's probably difficult. But whatever. You do what you have to do. I love you, Lord. I love to go and I love to see you redeeming the time because the days are evil. I love to see you reconciling. I thank you. Go with me to 2 Corinthians. Oh, thank you. 2 Corinthians 5.18, sorry. All of us with unveiled face because we continue to behold. I mean, I can't get enough word. You know, I always want more word. I always want more word. Always. It's just all so good. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, But all things are from God who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself. We are reconciled to God. I'm no different to you. I have to say, God, help me in the middle of sickness or disease or lack or the need of more money or need to pay bills, whatever. I'm just the same as you. But, you know, we're all, you're reconciled to God. The different levels of faith, even in this room, God has reconciled you to himself. God will help you the way he helps anybody else. If he's helped Angela, he'll help Rod. If he's helped Rod, he'll help Asho. We're all examples of who of his faithfulness. I'm looking forward to Chosen because I have no idea what's going to happen this year. I don't have all the answers. I've just followed God. God told me to go and where to go, and what to do, and where. And I was actually shocked myself when they said, oh, yeah, those dates are free. You can have the place. And I thought, okay, did I have money in the bank? No. But then I've never had provision in anything I've ever done. So it's like, do this, do that. And I'm like, okay, God's told me when to rent Hyde Park, when the secular songs are popular, and they are Christ-like. When the world is singing about its everyday hero, we know him as Jesus. We understand reconciliation, being friends again. We understand it. 
But we have to just keep praying. I, I feel like the message God wants me to bring to you for this month is just stick with it, with God. Not with what you think. Stick with God. If God's told you to stand the ground somewhere, stand the ground. He's working a work. He's working it out with your family, with your loved ones, with your future. God's working it out. All things from God. How's he working it out? Through Jesus, the living word. That's why you can't get enough word. That's why you have to open up every morning. Every morning. <clears throat> That's just how God's taught me. So, anyway. And how do you get there in the meantime? I, I brought this Bible because this really helps me. This is a Kenneth Copeland partner Bible. I don't know where we, when, we, when I ordered it or where it came. I don't remember. It's not important anyway. Because he's got a real revelation of what it means to have faith in God. Have faith. Have your trust in God. What does God say about the situation? God loves you. He wants you well. He wants you healed. He wants you made whole. He wants to be seen in your life. In... uh, Mark eleven twenty three. Verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. When you open your mouth, whether it's prophetically for an individual or for the whole body, whatever it's for, it's, it's all relevant. It's all coming out of what's inside you. Like I said to those kids this morning, when I was your age, I used to look at the outside, but now I'm getting older. I'm aging gracefully, hopefully. I said, you know, you start looking inside. What does God think of your sexual appetite what does God think of how pure you are or you aren't yeah it's great to laugh it's great to have a giggle of course it is but what when do we get sober and we do soberly look at what we're doing God suddenly reveals his goodness he gives us a wad of money he gives us a healing a miracle He's in the business of miracles. I come here to meet with God. I come here to say, let's align with him as we come up to Passover. I was talking to my friend for over an hour and a half from L.A., a Jewish woman. And she was talking about, we're coming up to Passover. And I thought, Passover? No, we're coming up to Easter. But I realized in their minds, in their thinking, it's a passing over. They're celebrating passing over. What do we have? We have we as are we as the church ready? Have we passed over from sickness and poverty and lack? Have we? I don't know. Do we maneuver, or are we learning? 
Every day, you and I have to get into this word and let it wash us so that we can speak to the mountain. I can't do that for you. Rod can't do it for you. Only we can encourage. I had wonderful encouragement from David the other morning. You know, everybody needs encouragement. All of us do. Turn to your friend and say, I need encouragement. Yeah. It's tough. And thank you. Thank you for the encouragement. Our faith makes us whole. Sometimes we think, but I've stood the ground. I've toiled all night. But I know that I know that I know that God wants to pull out. But listen, he wants to pull down these walls around us, these invisible walls. There's coming a day when you better look out because we as the church are bursting. We are. You better watch it. We're moving. It felt so good the other morning not to do what I normally do on a Tuesday, but to go the other way, even though I never got there, even though I didn't know the way, even though I trusted the TomTom machine or the Waze or whatever it was on my phone that was broken. I trusted it. You know, it's okay. You just stick with it. You stick with it. Because you remember, God has redeemed you from confusion. I don't get into all the arguments about Brexit. But the revelation came that we still have to fight. Because there's such a fight going on over it. God has called us out. He's called us out. To me, that was a given. God had different things he wants prayed like when you somebody said when you go into the throne room and you're not getting answers to prayer what does he want to talk about so you shouldn't go with like you you shouldn't go knocking on his door every morning or every evening or whenever you pray and keep saying <clears throat> be open be like what do you want to talk about do you want to talk about my faith do you want to talk about my fears Ha ha. Do you want to face your fears? Oh dear. Things come upon us suddenly. God's coming suddenly. But are we ready? Have we spent the time? I think it's kind of like marriage when somebody new comes on the scene and they're all chirping. It's all wonderful. But you know what? There's a debt. There's another layer that God wants us to go through. A much deeper level. Go deeper. Go much deeper. God will open you to greater depths. What, whatever you think that you can't take any... I can't take this anymore. And you want to pray something out. Just go to a deeper place. God's there. So I want you to think about what's really deep down on the inside of you. Is, are you ready for the resurrection? Are you ready for God to wake up the sleeping giant on the inside of you? Are you ready to be a nation changer? I know. Are you ready to take on speak? to this mountain, go to the other side of the music business. Are you ready or are you a bit depressed? Because it's been so long. Oh, 
help us change gear. We've been down in the deep end a long time. Help us to begin to see the manifestation. What about if somebody thinks a bad thing about you? Who cares? Is that what God thinks? Is that what God thinks? God knows how far you've come. Say, but that person's just so negative towards me all the time. You know? Oh, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. We're coming into resurrection power. And I pray that every one of us, that it's in the air. We release it in the air. We release it in the air over this city. In the name of Jesus, we release people to make good decisions. We make divinely directed decisions. Never mind. Never mind what everybody else says. It's what you say. We hear your voice. We're your sheep. And I thank you. I thank you for the shift. I thank you for the shift that's coming in every area of society. Shift, shift, shift. I felt like it was totally impossible when I had this phone call the other day. I knew. I already knew the obstacle course. Everything was set against me. But I said, God, this is, I'm not getting into this. I can't do this. I can't resolve this. You know what? There's a lot of pressures that come, and they build up, and they build up, and they build up. You just have to go, God. And then that very same day, God had the answer. Be looking for him. He's going to show up in ways you're not expecting. Be expectant. It isn't all our little boxes ticked. We expect it to be dreadful. We expect it to be awful. We expect it to be so negative. Oh, God, help us. You know, God's just going to show up with things that you haven't thought of. You can pray all day long. Proverbs 16.3 caused my thoughts to become agreeable to your will so my plans succeed and are established. You can pray. You can quote scripture. But at the end of the day, God's got a plan. He is our redeemer. He has reconciled us. It's not about this ministry or that ministry. It's about what God's called you to do, to be a part of. Come on. We're a body. We're a family. So whatever we can role model and come together. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. I don't know how we're doing for time. Where's the rest of the worship team? I'm going to ask you to come back up. Sorry, I didn't warn you. And as they go to war, please start to pray over your situation. Okay? Just shift, just stand up if you need a breakthrough. I needed a breakthrough the last few days. I needed a big breakthrough. I need to see, and I know I've got my teeth into it now. It's coming. Yeah, come on. Whatever you want to play is fine. God's my redeemer. He's my resurrection. Why did I bring this one? God, Rod bought me a new Bible. I've been carting them around. Because maybe you have prayed some things, and maybe the power of your word, you think, well, this should have happened. When do we get to see the power of our words? When do we get to see our faith in action? 
When does it happen? When am I going to manage that? When am I going to do that? When am I going to see that? You know what? It's going to happen. Just stick to it. Just stick with it. Just stick with it. Make a decision to stick with it. Make a decision. I'm going to press on. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. This is the Passion Translation in uh, James 3. It's talking about the power of your words. It says, we all fail in many areas, but especially with our words. As we come up to Psalm Sunday and Eastern Resurrection, Father, help us. Help our words to understand that you are the redeemer. You've redeemed us out of everything. None of us are walking in full redemption, but we're doing our best. But Father, I thank you. Come on. Where I focused on problems. I thank you, Father. It says if we're able to bridle the words, we, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. That means our character is mature. Have a mature character. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is in us. He's alive in us. He's alive in you. Now, Father, you see these ones standing before you. They want to break through. However you want to break things through, we thank you as a body of believers we are to come into the unity of the faith the unity of the faith is what it's what you want let's make a sound that comes from heaven about where you need to break through let's make a sound let's open this up come on we open this altar up We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday.